Welcome to Nobody Podnik. That was Phil Wang. Yes. From Bud Pod. Would you believe I just improvised that tune? Well done. He just knew it off the back of his head. Yeah. I'm Stevie. This uh, Tessa. Hello. Coates is with me from Nobody Panic. And also we're doing a mashup with Pierre Novelli and Phil Wang from Bud Pod. Yay! Yay! Nobody Hello. Podnik! Nobody Podnik. Or as you do it, welcome to episode one. Episode one looks like a lot of fun. Yes! Yeah. Yes! Perfect! Yes. Yeah. That's how you do it, that's how you do it, Phil. Me talking to myself. <laughs> you stupid idiot. I think your That's rhymes you are excellent. It. Oh, thank you. This is a Red Nose Day podcast mashup. It's back. In case you're listening, being like, what is going on? Acast are bringing you exclusive bonus podcasts from your favorite podcasters to raise money and change lives. And there's so many podcasts involved. You've got Football Ramble, Help, I Sexted My Boss, Help, Dan Snow's History Hit, My Dad Wrote a Porno, What, The Guilty Feminist, Homo Sapiens, Off Menu, Films to, films to Be Buried, Films to Be Buried With, Films to Be Buried With, Ain't Got a Clue, and more. I like to think I'm I'm a fill to be buried with. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. I think you are. Yeah, you will be. Like I'm a, I'm a servant in ancient Egypt, and the pharaoh is like, nah, Phil's a good servant to be buried with in a small <laughs> in a small jar in the shape of a cat. Yeah, everyone has to be buried with like their organs outside of them, and then like a bit of someone called Phil. That's yes. what you have with everyone. Everyone must. Do you think a pharaoh would would sort of beef with people. What do you mean? Well, he'd be sat around <laughs> trying to buy his court and he'd be, someone would like... Go on, please. Someone would, you know, spill an urn or whatever and he would be like, you're going to be spilling a lot of urns in the afterlife? Is that part of your... Because <laughs> that position in my tomb is looking a little less likely now that the scented oil's all over my bare feet instead of in that uh, big candle. I guess you probably want to, if you're, if, if you're the servant of a pharaoh, you want to be an asshole so he doesn't bury you alive with him. It depends if you believe it, though. Oh, yeah. I think they yeah. all were pretty into it, weren't I they? I think at the time it, people were pretty hot on that on that belief. Yeah. And hot. And hot and crucially sexy. Sexy. <laughs> there's um, sexy. Beside the terracotta warriors, there's another sealed tomb mm. that they won't open. They know it's there though, and they know what's in it, and they refuse to open it. And it's got in it Phil. It's got a famous, you know. It's got it's got right. people buried. It's got the got people in it with the team, you know. Why with won't they open it? Well, exactly. Why won't they open it? What, what, what do you mean? Well, in, in Siam, near near the, this is near the terracotta warriors. Yeah, right, right, ne- right next to it. When they did this sort of satellite imaging, they were like, "Oh my god, there's another one under there," and they won't open it. And it's what the one that they think it's got like a river of mercury in it. So when you went in, it would have been like the stars would have like lit up in there. And they think the wives and the servants went in alive with him. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Anyway, the thing is they won't open it. I think because they're like, that shit's so cursed. We ain't, we ain't going in. Right, you know? yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. We won't. They scanned and um, all the servants were in a little ring playing cards against humanity. Not <laughs> yeah, they had, look, they're all still alive in there and they were like, ah, 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 no, 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 we're not going in. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shall we do what we do 
at the start of Nobody Panic podcast, and then we can do a feature that you do on Bud Pod. Also, anyone listening, we're going to be doing how to be a good buddy. We're going to fit that in. But rather than doing our most adult thing, because that's a very Nobody Panic thing, we wanted to do a mashup, and we're going to go around and say, who are, who, who's your most adult bud? <laughs> <laughs> Who's your most adult bud, guys? Who's the oldest person you're friends with? It's one of those, yeah, it's a relatable podcast episode, alienating both of our audiences. Yeah, and if while you're listening, you're thinking, God, this is good content. God, I'm enjoying it. Bloody hell, I bet they recorded this very early on a Sunday morning. And you think, mm-hmm. you know what? I will donate. You can donate £10 if you text the word PODCAST, capital letters, to 70210. Text costs your donation amount plus your standard network messaging charge and 100% of donations will go to Comet Relief, a registered charity. You must be 16 or over and please ask the bill payers' permission. For full terms and conditions, visit cometrelief.com forward slash podcast mashup. How are you? Oh I felt really good. Get LBC on the <laughs> nice. phone. Yeah, let me have a job. I'd love to do that. God. You're my most adult bud. <laughs> oh, thank you. I cannot be the oldest person you know. Please. Who would like to start us off on the... Uh, who is your most adult bud? My friend Mike... Is 80. Wow. Oh, how'd you yeah. meet Mike? He was, he wasn't a teacher uh, at my high school, but he like, he was like a kind of version, like a sort of scout master, like a kind of, he'd teach orienteering and DAV and teach you how to live in the woods. Yes, mm-hmm. classic PE, yeah. Yeah, it's, he was like the guy from The Revenant. He was uh, <laughs> a wild man of the mountains. No, he wasn't. He's was just like a nice guy who did lots of stuff with sort of the scouts and things. And you've kept, you've kept in touch with him. Yeah, I saw him at, at Christmas, yeah. He was even at the time, but he's now even more of like a class, classic old guy in the sense that he collects stamps and coins. Oh, yes. And he knows a lot about trains. And that's the sort of thing you want from an, old, an older guy. Has he ever given you, my grandparents gave me, me a five pound coin in like 1998 and we're like this'll be good and it's it's just this'll a very big this'll be good happy birthday hey watch this watch this i'm giving me a five pound coin this'll be good this'll be good this'll be good is it like a plate how big is a five pound coin I yeah. think it would be very like a, a coaster or something a beer coaster it's smaller than a coaster but bigger than an amulet yes of course monocle sized i once had a 50 pound note and i just kept it for years because i was like Mm. when am i ever gonna i've never seen that color anywhere else a 50 pound note Mm. i was like what is this a pink sort of purple salmon it's disgusting when i go for a run I'm the colour of a £50 note, exactly. <laughs> when I go for a run, I go exactly the shade and consistency of Hellboy. Like, just <laughs> You do! Yeah, and it's so, it's like breathtakingly red. It's like, it's, it's like... Be- it's actually cool. quite beautiful. It's really beautiful. It's something to, something to behold. My adult bud is 75 and he works in the post office and he is really into climbing and behind him in the post office is all the pictures of him climbing different hill, hill, large hills. And he is very funny and a conspiracy theorist. And um, we have a lot of good chat. And I actually wrote about him in the, I made a reference to him in our Men's Stevie's book. About in, the, in our chapter about making friends. And I say like, oh, I've got loads of friends. I consider the man in the post office my friend, even though I don't know his name. And he's a conspiracy theorist. And you say, well, you're a conspiracy theorist as well and I say that's the truth and then uh, to Christmas I went in and he gave me a shot of Jägermeister in the post office in the post office <laughs> in the 
post office and he literally said like do you want a drink and I it was like 10 a.m and I was like yeah all right and he got out a little tray of shit Jägermeister shots <laughs> so we did a shot of Jägermeister together and then I gave him the book I'd signed it to him and he was very chuffed and then he told me a conspiracy theory and I was like see it, I told you he loves him it sounds like you met like it was like a reverse father Christmas interaction you went to find an old man who delivers parcels and got a little bit of booze from him for visiting. Yeah. And then gave him a present. I gave him a gift. Yeah. Phil, who's your oldest bud? Oh, I, I'm, I've been racking my brains, but I guess it'll have to be. Has anyone heard of someone called Our Lord God? <laughs> <laughs> bit judgy i i've been racking my brain but all i can think about is my friend who's in her mere 40s and i'm thinking am i an ageist Mm. yes yeah Mm -hmm. maybe oh god yeah i don't know anyone i think you're gonna have to commit to the lord your lord and savior i think yeah i don't think i've met anyone old you've never met an old person i've never met an old person (laughs) phil's phil's just about the youth you know phil's just like i'm too busy down i'm too busy skateboarding and tiktoking Phil is an ageist. I saw him once rub the arm of someone in the year above him and say, you're doing very well. <laughs> his level of ageism. Okay, Stevie, come on. The bar is low. so I'd say the bar is quite high because I've got an older friend who's, I think, 84. Um, and he's a friend of my parents, but there's not like a funny story. Like he gave me Jägermeister in a post office or he's the Lord God. He's just a nice, really fun guy. What's, um, his, what's his hobbies? What's he you into? You met him, Tessa. He oh. came to the, both of them, uh, Jerry and Wendy, shout out oh. if you're listening. They won't be. Um, they came to see the show because they lived near Bristol. Jerry and Wendy were excellent value. They came to our Bristol live show. They came an hour and a half early to get yeah. a good seat. Yeah. Nice. They, sat in. they sat and watched us set up. And yeah. they, they're very brilliant, but I don't, no one's ever, you know, we've not done shots. So just just a nice, solid adult friend nice. to bring us home. Shall we? Do you have any listener emails from fellow Bud Podders? Yes. In order to provide some context, initially the emails were about anything. And then we did an episode where Phil recounted, I think it's episode seven, if there are any archivists listening, where Phil recounted his adventures in Australia trying to navigate the instruction set for a fecal sample kit uh, for health mm, reasons. Harder than you think. It is a very funny story. That started off this avalanche of, of sort of vaguely poopy emails from our listeners because initially the joke was that we didn't want it to become that. And so that's all we got. And now it has mm. happened, like a sort of curse. We've brought it into existence by wishing against it. Uh, a classic curse. So it's uh, we've got a message here from Mike. Mike. Oh, then I try and do a, a rhyme with the name. Mike, take a hike, but only after you tell us your poo story. Mike, right. you little tyke. What you got for us today? That's nice. Mike, get, get on your bike. Very please. good. Very, Very good. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mike, um, uh, go on strike. Nice Correct. one. See if you can get more paid holiday. <laughs> so... <laughs> Mike says, says, hi, and then the first part of his email is in Irish, right? So bear with me, any Irish speakers. Phonetically, Toshkail Kakagum, or translated into English, I have a poo story. (laughs) Oh, it sounds so much nicer in Irish. Or more literally, there is a poo story within me. (laughs) Ah, 
It's a lyrical it's language. Good. It's so poetic. A few years ago, I visited my sister and friend in Malaysia for three weeks. I assume two people. Yeah. Um, I had a great time traveling around Malaysia with them, but uh, after a week of that, I grabbed the opportunity to visit the Perhentian Islands by myself with both hitherto shit-free hands. That's a bit of forewarning there. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. The reason this excited me is I was a single guy, and my base tan had already built up after a few days in country. Us Irish need the base tan to have any confidence abroad. A base tan? Mm. Okay. Base tan. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't say a base tan, and also, by the way, I'm still not covered in shit at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My top priority was now to meet a female fellow traveller. Wow. I didn't waste yeah. any time. After being shown to my beach hut accommodation, I approached two girls I'd spotted on the beach and chatted for a bit. That's the confidence of an Irish man outside of Ireland. Yes. Mm. They clean up on the travels. That accent. Oh, yes. Like a, like a, a homing signal. Isn't it? I approached two girls I'd spotted on the beach and chatted for a bit. Australian, he says. <laughs> we arranged to have dinner that evening at a beach bar very nearby. Dinner time approaching, I felt good. The usual vaguely sweaty undercarriage that accompanies the pressure of having to be charming and funny, but nothing to be concerned with. Good. Okay. Good. I didn't know you you always got sweaty in this on the undercarriage every time you had. I'm glad you said that because I was like, and oh, we're all just going to accept that that's something that happens. What's, what's, what does yeah. what's about your undercarriage? Is that right under the sort of? Is it your gooch? Probably, yeah. I suppose that's the underest undercarriage. And that's what gets sweaty before you meet a lady, is it? Oh, dear. I get sweaty back <laughs> when I meet a lady. I, <laughs> I think that makes more sense to me than undercarriage, but this is Mike's yeah, reaction. This is his truth. No shame. This is Mike's truth. Carry on, Mike's truth. Vaguely sweaty undercarriage accompanies the pressure of having to be charming and funny, but nothing to be concerned with. The dinner went well, while my chances of showing one of these ladies around my hut later was diminished. <laughs> By virtue of the fact that there were two of them, it did mean the whole affair was more relaxed and friendly. Very good, Mike. And I will say, if you're good enough, those ladies will draw straws and, you know. Or both. Bonk you. Well, and why not? And why not? We're dealing with an Irishman on a beach here. This is, this is if anyone's going to pull off the both, it's going to be Mike and his undercarriage. Pull off the both. It's a much more ominous way to refer to threesomes as yeah. the both. <laughs> pull off the both. It's quite, it's quite pagan. The both. After I'd finished my pizza, so first we've heard of the pizza. So <laughs> oh, what a lovely reveal. What a lovely reveal of the pizza. That's the last dish I imagined them eating on a Malaysian beach. That is not what I thought they were having. Also, no way. We are, we are so far away from the point where he said, my hitherto hands that aren't covered in shit. Yes, like, yes. We're so far away from that. He did not need to forewarn that. He's lulling us away again so that we can't claim he's just surprising us at the end. So go, oh, wait, I should have remembered. We're more surprised by the reveal of pizza than shit at this point. Like, yeah. He's eating not a pizza, what? I'm appalled. <laughs> Cheese on a beach. What? I can't get over it. After I finished my pizza, terrible, I excused myself and flip-flopped over the sand to the bar's toilet facilities, a four-walls-no-roof setup for what I thought was just a number one. Mm -hmm. I faced the wall over the drain, and with an airy, tipsy, holiday-maker's carefree feeling in my heart, I started to pee. This, too, was going exceedingly well, <laughs> until I needed to fart. <laughs> oh, no. no big deal, I thought. I'd farted before. <laughs> <laughs> this was small potatoes. I farted in my sleep. My pants were shat. Oh. <laughs> 
straight to the point. What we're learning here is that narratively, Mike is a master of this very sort of sudden, like mm. mise en scène. Yeah. Like we're there, we're there. Yeah. Mise en scène. I'm not going to tell you about how master I got the there. hard cut. Is that right? What does it mean? In media res, is that what I mean? I don't know. It's delicious, gorgeous. Starting, it's already going on. I loved it. A close-up on my face would have shown bliss turned to terror. <laughs> my eyes would have widened. My ears dropped. My cheeks paled. All in an instant. At the same instant, I heard the ribbit of a previously unnoticed frog right by my foot. The ribbit seemed to say, you've just shit yourself, mate. (laughs) My options were limited, so I did what anyone would have done, and I decided I absolutely had to just pretend to be somebody else. Wait, he's in the bathroom. He could just wipe his ass. We don't know what the damage is. No, it's a drain with a little screen around it. It's it's hut-level toiletry scenario. Sorry. So he says, I did what anyone would have done and decided I absolutely had to pretend to be someone else. He just comes up with a moustache and a hat. <laughs> with the shit. Yeah. Mm. Oh, <laughs> Classic from Claire good... Novelle Poo there. It's good. <laughs> Look, desperate times, you know. I mustered up all the confidence I could and marched out of the toilets, straight past my restaurant table, completely ignoring my smiling companions. <laughs> <laughs> just completely... <laughs> Completely ignoring my smiling companions like a stinky Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> oh, he's got shit on him, right? Yeah, it's, in, it's all in his pants. I left the restaurant as I picked up speed and made haste to my hut for operation cleanup. In my hut, I disrobed and turned on the shower. I was delighted to discover that these huts were fitted with bum guns. Oh, lovely. Standing naked, like a crab. <laughs> <laughs> Does he, I really want him to mean, like, not the position, just, like, that crabs don't wear clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I was as naked as the crab. <laughs> I lifted the bum gun off its holder, only to find that the trigger on this one had been broken off. <laughs> Undeterred, I thought, but well, just unscrew the gun head from the hose it's attached to. In doing so, the apparatus turned from a silent, obedient sanitation device to the violent, laser-like fireman's hose I was now faced with. <laughs> yeah. Like a surgical small stream of water flapping around. Like the jets yeah. of water that used to cut metal sheets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I steeled myself and slowly brought the head of this industrial <laughs> water jet cutter around to my waiting disaster area. Like he's James Bond and he's sort of like he's bringing yeah. a laser... <laughs> it's travelling up a table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Struggling to control it, the first contact between water and flesh was, of course, a direct hit on the back of my ball sack. <laughs> Again, forgot that the balls were there. Like a crab. Another lovely like reveal. A crab. Yeah. <laughs> He's had balls this whole time. Oh, my God. And they've been Michael. sweaty, remember, since the beginning. Oh, so yeah. sweaty. That must have been also quite nice for an yeah. element of it to just sort of mm. cool those balls down, Michael. <laughs> so this industrial water jet has got a direct hit on the back of the, of the nutties. Mm-hmm. And he says, it resembled and certainly felt like one of those things you punch as hard as you can in arcades. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm picturing the ball bag immediately oh, flipping God. horizontal with force. Oh, Pong, no. Like that. Oh, no. The three minutes I spent curled up on the floor was enough time for me to realise it might be an idea to keep my thumb over the end of the hose <laughs> to create an unpredictable but far more gentle spray for the rest of the cleanup. What an engineer. Necessity is the mother of invention. Well, he's thinking. He's thinking. It's like in um, one of those scenes where Jason Bourne's been shot and he has to stumble into a bathroom and sort of fix himself. Yeah, and his balls go up. <laughs> and, he's, and he accidentally smacks his own nads with medical equipment. Industrial hose. Fifteen minutes later, with new clothes and wet hair, I rejoined my two very confused friends 
and tried to pass my mid-meal shower off as a New Age palate cleanser that they should try sometime. <laughs> Classic <laughs> Irish. Good. Like an Irish Very thing. Good. Do you know what I find helps between pizza and drinking out of a coconut? It's a wee shower. Is what he would have said. Mm. Yeah, and they, they would sort of go, all oh, right, I can. <laughs> <laughs> like kind of looking at him like, but you... You ignored our smiling faces and walked straight past. <laughs> and us also, from you, the toilet. you're covered in shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You mean apart from the fact you shit yourself? Yeah, because it just immediately knew. I, I can't do an, an accent, so that's why I'm not contributing. Oh, it's never stopped us. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. Phil's got some amazing. Oh uh, yeah. I think your Geordie is from the most offensive. What do you mean, man? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Yeah, that is bad. <laughs> it's the facial expression as well, the soul of desperation when you're doing it. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, no. So he says, he tried to pass it off as a new age palate cleanser they should try sometime. I don't think it worked. Mm. Love the pod. Praise redacted, Mike. Great. Well, that could have gone a lot really worse. Really great. Mike. Snaps for Mike. That was not. I out. think he did a really good job. Um, I think so sad too. that we don't know whether he he did them did, did them did both, the both, but you know did the both. I think, if I may speak for Mike, mm. if he had, there's no way he's leaving that out. He's a he's a master storyteller, you know. Yeah, he would he would say thanks so much, praise acted. P.S. I fucked them both. You know, <laughs> you know what he would have done. You're right, but he would have put it so well. Yeah. He would have done it as one of those reveals where it shocks us, like the pizza reveal. Yeah. He would have said, uh, I, did, I did later admit to them that I had shed myself in bed the next morning. Yes, that's it, that's yeah, it. That's Very well good. As we ate our boiled peaches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where is this restaurant? What is this place? So what's so great about this is that this episode is about how to be a good buddy. I think people, sometimes they don't need tips. They can just buy osmosis. Take what they need. Yeah. That's what I'm, what I'm saying is that we've learned, we've learned a lot yeah. from Mike here. Mm. And yeah. I think what we yeah. can do is we can extrapolate those tips. Ignore people if you're covered in shit. I think that's very important. Yeah. Amen. I guess I guess it raises the question, you know, if you if if you see a buddy, a friend who is, let's say, m- metaphorically covered in shit, like there's obviously something mm. wrong. Mm-hmm. Do you say you're covered in shit, or do you leave them to it for mm. a bit? Do you let them mm. sort it out themselves? Do you let them wash their balls with a mm. hose, metaphorically speaking? Yes, mm. I think that's a very well, you know, it's a very well thought of method is to just sort of leave people who are struggling just sort of to deal with it themselves. <laughs> I think yeah, that's really being really. the essence of being a good friend. I mean, that's, ma- that's I think that's male friendship down to a T. <laughs> yes. that's, that's what I'm revealing here. The hardest thing about male friendship is knowing when your friend would be more humiliated by you handling the mm-hmm. ball cleaning hose. Yeah, absolutely. Or whether or not the gift you give them is the gift of that last little bit of pride. Yeah, that's the, the gift of dignity. Keep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I read this thing the other day that was like, think of all the times that you've seen something and then pretended you hadn't seen it to save the person, be it stranger or friend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, mm. plenty of times. And then, and then it said, now think how many times you've done something, looked up and no one was looking and you thought, I've got away with it. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, how many people have seen and looked away to spare you? Because the, the, it's so many for me that I've thought, yeah. fuck, I've got away with that. And then actually people are like, I saw that woman. I saw her. I well, saw it's that also- when I think about it, it's mostly like I've eaten some gluten and it's a harrowing fart. <laughs> you know, I think it's fine. And everyone's like, ah! 
God. <laughs> but, but everyone's looking rinse. I'm like, I think actually, I actually, I must have just made that up in my own nose. I think it's absolutely. Yeah, fine. no one else can smell so that. You, <laughs> you say, I think I made that up in my own nose. Yes, yeah, the, the classic nose falsity. If you know, she <laughs> and Mike are cut from the same narrative cloth. You know, they uh, they speak yeah. in a similar mm. parlance. Yeah. Would you consider um, spending good money on a kind of um, odor bodyguard, someone whose job is to leap in front of the blame? Mm. A dog, just get you a dog. Have a dog. Yeah, just get a dog and go. Oh, of what a course. shame! Yeah, always. So I good. once did it on a dance floor at a wedding, and um, <laughs> <laughs> was it the wedding? Wasn't it? Yeah, you were. <laughs> and the I wedding. remember afterwards. And there was a ba- there was a lady dancing with a beautiful baby in a little baby outfit, and the baby was fast asleep on her shoulder, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, the baby!" And then I did this terrible fart, and everyone was like, "The baby!" Uh, and it went, "What's in that baby?" Like. Jesus. And then everyone was like looking over at the mum and the mum was giving this like, yeah, isn't my baby lovely face? And everyone was like, oh, doesn't she know that baby? And I was like, it was me. But I didn't say anything. I let the baby take the fall. I, I, I remember I was dancing close to that baby. And I remember being like, oh, that baby really ruined, ruined uh, Valerie. <laughs> Who's the father, a turd? Yeah. Jesus. Oh, God. Listen, wow. listen, listen. Tat attack. Tat attack. It's going very Irish. We've got some tap from Siobhan. Oh, less please. Shiv. Siobhan says, hi, just wanted to pass on some driving tat that I spotted yesterday. Great. So tat in the car, car tat. It's car tat. Uh, Siobhan says, I feel like it would be a tough one for the tat whisperer. So we'll see. So I'm the tat whisperer and I try, I try, I basically try and guess and please join guess how this mm. tat's going to end. So tat is sort of phrases like live, laugh, love, um, it's wine o'clock somewhere, mm. just sort of mm-hmm, goofy mm-hmm. shit like yeah. that. Keep calm and keep crocheting hats. <laughs> yeah, I once saw a bag that said off-duty mermaid. What does it mean? <laughs> oh, mm. I love that. What does it mean? Very that. good. So this is printed on the rear of a car. It's not within the car. Okay. Okay. Like, like a bumper sticker vibe. Sort of, yeah. Mm, okay. And it uh, says, and I'm going to, I'm going to, sort of blank out the last word of the slogan, if you will. Powered by blank. And I will give you these clues. Blank is a compound noun of two words that aren't often together. It's quite a weird made-up word. So if you guess it, I will flip my lid. A compound noun. <laughs> quite a hard Could one. you give an example of a compound noun? Cheese knife, if you stuck it together. Cheese knife. Ah, oh, but but in this case, this is a compound noun never before seen? Not by me. Not never by you. Okay. Never seen by me. Okay. Mm. okay. If it's any help... The the font yeah. is the Disney font. Ah, oh, that Ooh. is too much of a clue, if I if I may. Powered by Princess Breath. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, okay. Princess Power? A fairy dust. Oh, you're so close, Fairy Phil. Princess. Uh, j- um, joy oil. Joy oil. So I'll give you I'll give you what you've got so far. You've it's powered by blank dust. Phil got it right. Fairy dust. It's, Princess it's something dust. dust. Fuck dust. <laughs> no, that's closer. Fuck <laughs> dust. It's the closest thing. <laughs> if a detective fashion to find out if someone's had sex in a room, he leaves on the floor and sweeps his hand across the ground and goes, Fuck dust. <laughs> See that? <laughs> Fuck dust. Fuck dust. <laughs> There's a subgenre of tat which is quite aggressive and angry and needlessly sweary. Uh, Phil, wa- Phil and I once dis- uh, were sent a mug yeah. that said something like "I'm a taco bitch," and it was just like, "What?" <laughs> I'm a it was just completely. Taco bitch. <laughs> it was something like that. Yeah. Bitch dust. Bitch dust. Bitch, bitch dust. dust. 
in the I'm Disney dead. font. Powered, Powered by, by bitch, bitch dust. dust. That is incredible. What's bitch dust? I think it's like fuck dust, but on its own, I don't the know. The general essence of being a bitch. Being an unpleasant person, like an unpleasant person, dust. Bitch dust. That's... Powered by bitch dust. It should be like, if it was like bitch fuel, you'd be like, okay, yeah, bitch fuel, we're going somewhere. Bitch dust, we're going nowhere. Like, oh, God, I hate it. Magical bitch dust that you're somehow using on your car. Well, you have to turn it into pellets first, and then pellets is the usable form of bitch dust. Yeah, (laughs) biofuel. You're such a a bitch, I guess, that you you have this dust, and it makes your car somehow more powerful when you kind of shake your head into the fuel cap. Just like dandruff. It's almost like so. Bitch just lives in your follicles, and you brush it. Yeah. Out. Right. Yeah. Okay. And Siobh- and Siobhan, as a little as a little bonus says, I didn't get a picture, but the sticker on the other side of the rear windscreen was a unicorn dabbing. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> this person sounds yeah. like. If I, if, I, if I may say so, this person sounds like an absolute nightmare. <laughs> yeah. She sounds, really if I may. The worst woman on the Hindu. This woman. <laughs> yes. I saw someone on there was a on, on the train. There was a Hindu, and one of the girls just had a, had a ring, a silver ring that just said "fuck." <laughs> <laughs> and I really like that because it's just like you're not really saying anything. You're just being like "fuck." <laughs> and that's it. What more do you need to say? Good, I think it's a good good enough place to end on. I think if, if you're listening to this, working out like yeah. how do I be a good body, then just listen to Siobhan's story. Don't let people put that stuff on their car. Well, actually, you know yeah. what? I'd say the opposite. Let people put bitch dust on their car. Just let them and let them live their lives. And, and also don't help them if they've got their balls covered in shit. I think mm. it's a consistency yeah. there. There is, yeah. It's all about establishing just the right amount of closeness of distance yeah. yeah knowing when to jump in knowing when to leave people to to wash the, their own balls you know i think i think we've actually really got to the nub of it thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure to to mash up with you it's been um, really wonderful to to buddy up with you thanks so much guys. what a pleasure <laughs> thank you listeners for being here and if you want to donate to comic relief please consider doing so this red nose day your donation will help people here in the uk and around the world live free from poverty violence discrimination and support them with their mental health this includes helping people right now in ukraine and the mass displacement of people in many parts of the world head to comicrelief.com slash podcast mashup to give what you can now and to donate £10, text the word PODCAST to 70210. Text costs your donation amount plus your standard network message charge and 100% of your donation will go to Comic Relief, a registered charity. But remember, you must be 16 or over and please ask the bill payers permission. For full terms and conditions, visit comicrelief.com slash podcast mashup. I love terms and conditions. I'm going to go and read those now. Mm, TC, that's my initials. Yeah, I love them, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy our podcast. It's called Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains. It, we have a podcast and uh, it might be, uh, I'm, I probably don't want to sound, um, you know, like I'm bragging, but it's dynamite. It is electric. It's high voltage. And please, we really need you to listen. You don't understand how much we need this. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. But um, yeah, this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brands.